You're listening to Amina Amso Network Podcast. Kia ora and welcome to this week's episode of the Amina Amso Show, the podcast. It's good to have you on here. If you've never listened to an episode on here before, thanks for choosing us. My name is Amina Amso and I'm your host. This is season six of my show, the Amina Amso Show and Podcast. I'm speaking to Iraqis who have called New Zealand home. And you can now check out the interviews on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you have liked what you've seen or you are interested and you're curious, you can subscribe for free on my YouTube channel to get notification on when a new video will come out. You can also like this video and will allow YouTube to make this video more popular so that we can grow. So I really appreciate that. But today I have with me civil pro- uh, project engineer with Gleason Civil, Fadi Ranima, who landed in New Zealand 28 years ago. I'll bring my microphone closer so people can hear me better. Check, check. And so t- Fadi Ranima has been in this country for 28 years. So he hails from Iraq, the land of the Mesopotamia. 1994, right when a bunch of Iraqi families started moving, the first wave, let's say, of the Iraqis. And so we are going to be talking about high school, girls, comfort zones, and being popular, being married, and having such a different perspective on life. So so excited. Kia ora, Fadi, and thanks so much for being here. Hey, Mina. Hey, nice to be here as well. I'm excited as well. Yeah, I'm excited too because you have such a different perspective on life in this country compared to my previous conversations with people who have come in into New Zealand, migrated to New Zealand, um, similar time frame as you, but much older. So they have got a, such a different perspective. But you were here when you were five. Do you remember anything when you were first landed? Um, I just remember coming in here and every, everyone being different to what I'm used to. And mm. I felt like uh, connecting to kids was a bit different. And um, yeah, I just remember like coming into school the first day and speaking Arabic to the teacher. Just quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> and was she like, I don't really understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, she just had a puzzled look on her face. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you went for, straight from primary school and... Um, kind of finding your feet um but you you know what, what you know when it comes you're talking about language spoke arabic to the teacher yep. surely that arabic wasn't hanging around for too long as yeah. a main language for you wasn't it yeah that's right yeah, any, yeah. um no it went away to, uh, not long after to yeah. Be honest. yeah yeah and so because it's why is that, do you think? Is it because you were just so young and you just kept speaking English with everybody else? Yeah, it was primarily because of school. So at school we just spoke English and then um, and then because I used to go to school with my cousin, Sarah, so then after school we'd also talk English. So we didn't, yeah, we we lost it pretty quick, the Arabic. Yeah, yeah. Obviously now you you still speak Arabic, so that's a good thing, is it? Yeah. Or do, <laughs> do you still speak Arabic? Yep, طبعاً, طبعاً. Like I'm actually better than I used to be, to be honest. Is it? Yeah, I'm better. Like um, especially like um, and I tried purposely to I tried to learn how to read and write as well. Yep. So um, 
years. Mm. Just I did that recently as well. Yeah. So. so what you said just before that you married and an, an Arabic speaking woman. Yep. So that has um, affected how good that you are in Arabic. Do you think Arabic is is an important language for you to keep? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What about yeah. the culture? Like, how have you kept your culture when you like? Let's talk about. Let's talk about now for for a moment. How mm. are you still culturally Iraqi? Um, I do have some cultural roots that I hang on to. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm mainly. I'm, I would say I'm more Kiwi thinking. Mm. But um. A lot of Iraqi cultural stuff I definitely like more and I try to preserve it. And mm. yeah. 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 For example, like, uh, obviously the food is one thing, but also the culture of the hospitality we have that um, sort of with New Zealand, we not as much. Yeah. And yeah. The music, I like Ara- Arabic music as well. And you do. Amazing. I do. I do. <laughs> do you do much Arabic belly dancing? Yeah, definitely you in the do? weekends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> As a side hustle, you know. <laughs> As a side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I don't know. Do you, you don't do side hustle belly dancing, I'm sure. No. Um, but, you know, let's go, let's go back. Let's take you a few years back when you first arrived and, you know, primary school, five years old, five, 10, 11, 12, you know, yeah. speeding through until you were like sort of in your teens, getting yeah. back into – um, those school years and high school especially because high school is most challenge one of the most challenging phases of people's lives and so what was sort of friendship was like for you at the time high who, school, did you, who did you hang out with yeah um high school was but well like you're saying it was difficult mm-hmm. um i had mainly the iraqi friends we had about three or four maybe five of us, like in a mm. close group and then bigger circle, like there was, you know, more than that. Um, and, um, yeah, like I had, I had Kiwi mates. Um, I had like, um, like one Maori mate, uh, I used to hang out with and then a few others as well. Mm. But yeah, the, mainly the Iraqis were the main ones. I Yeah. Was it easier to be friends with similar culture to you at that time? Did you find? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was much easier. It was quite quite comf- comforting. Like quite comforting, a comfort yeah. Zone. Comfortable, yeah. yeah. Sort of a comfort yeah. zone for you, isn't it? Like it's you think, okay, well, I but then by, by by the time you were in high school, your English would have been sort of fluent almost. So what yeah. wasn't the, oh, like the language was like for you, but is it just because the sense of familiar familiarity um for you that you kind of felt, okay, now it's easier for me to to hang out with and it's, it's quite like normal yeah. for people, isn't it, to to sort of uh, the tendency to, to gravitate I, towards similar cultures. Yes, yeah, definitely. That's the yeah. Uh, it was easier because of that reason. So we were just all yeah. You know, we had similar parents, some similar thinking, and mm. it, was, it was just more um, yeah. It was just more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, come more comfortable, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was go- what was the most important thing for you at the time in, in high school? What was what was the the goal of the, in those days? So like, yeah, the main thing growing up was like trying to be popular and like mm. um, and also get girls. 
that that was like that was my mm. focus because I went <laughs> to an all boys school. Okay. So I was like five days a week stuck with guys, <laughs> and um, yeah, and yeah, I think it was. Well, I wasn't too much concentrated about oh, getting good grades or stuff like that. No. That wasn't your fo- ac- academic sort of direction, like. But you studied that you 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 worked hard, I'm sure. But academic direction wasn't your thing. It was like okay, girls are are popularity because popularity and girls yeah. have something in common or connection. They, do. they are linked. They are definitely linked. They are pr- they go hand in hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what happens in, in, in boys' high school. I, I don't know if it has, still happens still today, but clearly that you know that was sort of the culture back in schools um, for you. Yes. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not everyone's like that, but, you know, the <laughs> general, like the popular groups and stuff like that and the other subgroups, and everyone's just trying to get – they're trying to find the girl, they're trying to find, you know, accept, co- trying to be cool really. That's mm. what it's about at the end of the day. Reputation sure. and popularity, is it? Yes. Yeah. You got to yeah. have a name for yourself. You got to, you know, you got to be like uh, someone that's, oh, you don't want to be a nobody. Yeah. You Cause I, like, I was just, my goal was like, yeah, um, got to make a name for myself. Mm. Uh, you know, all these cool guys don't know me yet. Let them know me, you know? So. And so to, the way to, 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 to have that sort of sense of um, status is to fight for girls. Yeah. Um, yeah how, how did that, how did that, how did, so talk to me about like the way that you found mixing with the other gender and yeah. um, for Iraqis and maybe like for, for the Kiwis, like the, the people of the land here who lived here, you know, like much longer than you have. Yeah. What was sort of the, the play out? And then like the thing is they had all, you know, we, they had all everything uh, laid out for them. Cause you know, the Kiwis grew up in that environment where there's a lot of girls and um, you know, they go to the rugby games and they're there, they go to the, uh, go to the family events and they're there. But mm-hmm. uh, with us, with us, um, we had to like er- work extra hard and just plan it out and see how we're going to actually, you know, find girls mm, <laughs> as, wow. yeah, that was fun. yeah. Like wow. that was our mission. You can say. <laughs> <laughs> Your mission. Your mission. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's and amazing. It, it, it's fascinating to know this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, it was an obsession really like just trying to, mm. yeah, it's all part of acceptance and hormones yeah. as well when you're young as well. Well, that's a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? So like guys and hormones and, um, mm. And being at high school, so yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ooh, going to all boys school. Yeah, is it like the competition? Like you, did you have to show that you are? Like how 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 did you, got, you have to like yeah, how, I, how do you survive that sort of cutthroat almost environment of culture of you, if you you've got to be with with somebody and and mm. if you're not you're not you're not part of the, the the crowd i mean how do you even survive that look you have to you have to just um you fake it till you make it back then yeah so, um everyone pretends they're cool they got it all and stuff like that and um and it's kind of like you have to fake until you get sort of invited to the parties or invited to the cool things and then um you just start you working your way up it's like a coolness ladder, you know, mm, mm. and it's a very, um, 
yeah, you have to, I don't know. You just have to do stuff that other people do like drinking and partying and like stuff like that. And then you slowly get up. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, like I remember for me, I remember having a fight in high school when I was like, it was, a, was about six fifteen or something. And then mm-hmm. after that, um, sort of like everyone became a lot more popular and known and it's mm. like, oh, here's Fadi, you know, oh, he beat up this guy. <laughs> did you beat the card? Oh, my gosh, did you actually beat him up? I beat him up, yep. <laughs> I beat up this guy, and he was a racist guy as well. That's why oh. we had a fight. Really? Yeah. He told us in our, his office. He had a chat with both of us, and he told us both off. When he went away, and my dad, my dad had to get pick me up because I was suspended for three days from school wow so dad dad picked me up and then uh mr gerard at the time god rest his soul yes um had a chat to dad and he said you know what it's not your son's fault it's this guy's fault he's a racist wow so like you know he's that was awesome that was such a good backup yeah he didn't say anything to me but yeah yeah Mm. of course Mm. so you must do something drastic to be able to be noticed is that what you're saying yeah, you have to do something pretty out there. Yeah. <laughs> or like hook up with a really nice girl or something or you know? Yeah. Or yeah. To and demonstrate your 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 dominance. Your manliness, your coolness, you, you, yeah. What have you done? Or or you can be really rich and own a really cool car and then you'll be, yeah. you know. Hmm. Yeah, it's really it's <laughs> What do you think this cult, sense of culture has done to to young men and schools? Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of made them really insecure because the guys that aren't like that, that like that have all the good stuff, you know, they have good values, they have good goals in life. They have, they're smart. They're not the ones being recognized. Mm-hmm. It's more like the people, like they were doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that are being cool, you know, and the others get mocked, you know, like get made fun of and everything. For doing the right thing, anyway. For <laughs> doing the right thing. Do you, what do you think? It, like later in life, this this culture of like I've got to do X Y Z to to get X Y Z. What has it done for you personally? Like in, in the later years, like yeah, I don't know about relationships or work or or has it actually not? Like you basically done school and the chapter is closed, and you know like you moved on and you grew and you matured and your uni was different. Um, yeah. No sort of proving of oneself, that kind of thing. And then work is different. No. So did you mature like automatically or like, how did you get exit that mindset of this circle, yeah. like this, this thing? Yeah. Well, like I think you said it uh, <laughs> when you said it's about maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you can either mature um, and then going down that direction or you can um, stay in that mindset because in every stage of life, there's going to be that problem that, you know, that peer pressure, even mm. when you're older, uh, it's just, it just disguises itself or, or it masks itself in a different way. Mm. So like, um, but you still have the choice whether you're going to fall for it or not. Like, for example, um, I probably could have got better jobs by going out getting drunk with like you know like some managers and my previous jobs 
and then like you know doing it that way and then getting a good yeah. job and like mm. you know they see me as cool but you know I chose not to that's firstly my my course of direction changed anyway after I had a I sort of changed late teens you know mm. so yeah it's still yeah. there but you can choose to say no and yeah what do you um would say to your like the, to, to back to the high school years if someone is in high school now and is like listening to this and they're going oh yeah like this is how the culture is like right now like how do you even uh, firstly do you think this culture the sense of culture in, in high school is healthy is what healthy healthy no it's oh, no it's never healthy i guess I, I don't know what they're going the problems they're going through now whether it's the same or not but i don't think it is now in general hmm how would yeah. you do it differently if you if you go back to high school now? <laughs> Imagine going back to high school, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Um, I would I would probably get more involved. Um, I wouldn't try to be the man, but I would try to do, you know, get involved with sports and like some music and stuff like that, and just hang out. You know, just enjoy the high school years and yeah, mm. try to enjoy the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it sounds like you like it wasn't a lot of you. You weren't doing so much of that, but rather you had what you're saying, like th- a few friends, and hey, let's work out a plan to find some lovely ladies, young ladies. Yeah, and you worked hard to get that, and um, yeah. and were you successful? Um, yeah, some twenty uh, percent of the time or something. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of hours and hours driving around Link Drive and the mall and. God. Looking for girls and yeah. Wow! Oh my goodness! And they they weren't around. Is it because you were you weren't looking well? Your strategy wasn't there, or like what was what was going I on? I think I think we were a bit out of place in the wrong place at the right, wrong time because because <laughs> yeah. we were just you know we because we weren't um were the, were the Kiwi kids where they were always at the you know rugby games or whatever. We were just trying to assuming they were at the beach and stuff, but like. Yeah. Yeah, we just didn't have that advantage of like we're yeah. there with them. So mm. yeah, we would try really hard. Yeah, but you, you know, you, you know, you had you know, you know, wonderful years. I suppose in high school, you, you, there are no regrets. I suppose. Yeah, I don't well, regret that like overall nothing. outcome. I, yeah. I, the only regret I have is um, not being good, not treating others well. Like you know, being a bit of a bully here and there. That's probably the only thing that I regret. Mm. Yeah. Well, we're going to bring them up now and we'll get you to do <laughs> a live confession and a live apology. And Just live kidding. apology and uh, making up online, you know. Reconciliation <laughs> there. <laughs> so, um, you know, like it's, you know, like it's young people, um, 15, 16-year-olds, throw them together with a bunch of guys at high school with hormones and competition and you will have I don't know like I don't I don't understand how teachers survive these these years I have such high respect for teachers because it's such a challenge and not everyone is a difficult student but some I'm sure are a handful um but it's a different story I suppose with like uni because no one is there to tell you what to do and you've got to be a bit mm. of a mature um, person to like do your homework or do your work and your assignments and things. And so how different was uni for you? Was it like, were you sort of a, that sense of like, I know the system a bit now. I know the language a bit. I know how mm. to, you know, like I know the way around things a bit more. So 
yeah. how different was uni for you? Um, uni was an interesting, uh, the start of it was quite interesting. Mm. I think I sort of, that was my, just before uni started is when I had sort of my faith, you can say epiphany with God. Mm. So I was going through changes in that regard. And then I was also thrown into uni life and engineering. I'm not, and I'm not even a very, sm- I'm not a very intelligent guy, like book smart. Oh, you come know? on, Fatty. You're very intelligent. Not naturally, but like, yeah, any, and then I got, to, you know, do engineering, which was very hard. So I was like, I even mm. failed a few papers at the first semester. I failed three out of five papers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, which a lot of people do. And it's probably, it's a, it's a hard thing to do, right? Yeah, it is hard. But also yeah. because I was just like, you know, focusing on my faith, like everything had changed in my life at that moment. Yeah. Um, so I was exploring that and, um, and yeah, like I think I would have done better, if, you know, or like I just focused more on that. But yeah, tell me about that, like that change in faith. Like what happened? For me, it was um, uh, it was like when I got older in high school, I was like getting more popular and stuff. Like I was mentioning, and then I got a name for it myself, and then um, I achieved my goals in that regard, like with girls with with success, you know, with like all that stuff, popularity, but I felt a bit empty, quite empty at the same time. And, and, um, at the same time, just like things happened where like mates invited me to church and then I sort of experienced God and, and stuff. And then like, at the same time, I was kind of being pulled in two directions. Hmm. And, um, at the end of the, I had to choose one direction cause it was like a tug, of, you know, hmm. getting pulled twice, you get torn. So you got to go one way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just sort of came to God. So I was, everything was new for me. I was trying to be more humble and, you know, you know, get, change all my habits and stuff. But yeah. yeah. What's humility? (laughs) (laughs) Humility, man. It's like being humble and it's a hard thing. eh? How did you learn humility? Oh, like, to be honest, um, and this is even personal, is it? Even some, there were some races I would uh, not hang out with and I'd think I'm too cool for those, oh, these guys. And then, and then I was like, when I kind of came, came to God and stuff and he's, I felt like, well, I can't think about like that about anyone. So I should just um, ex- hang out. I can hang out with anyone, you know, everyone's, everyone's mm. good. Yeah. And so in that process, I realized um, mm. that uh, actually, no, these guys are actually quite cool. Yeah. You know? So they're worth my time. They're what? They're worth my time. They know. They're like, worth my time. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. Those kind of still hang out with kind of those people. So. But you did hang out with the Iraqi, Iraqi crowd, did you? Um, at uni days in the uni days. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yep. Of in course. The in the quad. <laughs> the quad is uh, for people who don't know that the quad is, you know, outside. It's like the courtyard. Yeah. Um, and um, where people got together and had lunch, and then most people have lunch and then returned back to their library seats to, to study. But then there was one group who would just—it's like a twenty-four-hour vigil over there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a roster. Part- <laughs> <The> roster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your shift starts now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was yours? Two p.m. till four. <laughs> the yeah. quiet time. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. It's a difficult one. <laughs> Actually, the most popular because you've just had lunch and you just you're, you're you're stuffed. So there's no way you can study. They're like, yeah, oh, just play cards, eh? 
play cards. Play cards. <laughs> Waste it, time and loiter. What was the what was the game that we they used to play? Cancun or con? Tarnib, yes, mm. which I I have no ability to even be able to translate what that means. For I our, think it um, means clubs or something or spades. Spades, <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, there we go. Now, uh, just a quick plug: if you are liking what you hear, and if you um and been on this channel, watched a few videos before, and you like it, and you forgot to subscribe to my channel, just do it now. Red button there, just click it. It's free. This way, um, we'll let you know when a new video will come in and um, you'll be able to watch. And if you are listening on Spotify, um, Google Play or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much, Kia ora. Uh, thanks for leaving a comment if you have already. But if you haven't, this really helps our show to be um, shared to as many people as possible. So on Apple Podcasts, you can go in and leave a review and just like a one sentence, that's all we need. And um, we'll appreciate it. So back to Fadi Ghanima. We are talking about Fadi's life in New Zealand and just journeys and just interesting topics about popularity, high school, high school hormones, um, um, uni. And then obviously now that you're in university and you're studying and it's quite hard, you were mentioning that, you know, study wasn't always your main focus. But you had to actually get serious because at the end of the day, you've got to pass to like complete your degree and actually get a job, <laughs> right? So, and you did that, you know, in, in, in a great way. And so, and it shows that you are persistent in what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. But life, like, like work life is so different day, isn't it? Like, especially in New Zealand, because... Yeah. I don't know. You tell us. It's you tell us how, how different is it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very different. Like I, I'm the type of guy I couldn't wait to finish uni so I can just start working and actually make some money oh, really? and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not like the guy that loves uni. Um, but like, uh, yeah, it's so different because um, you feel like you started all over again. Uh, it's because you started real life, and mm. um, even like, even like, um, I feel it's a new stage, but. Some people that come from Iraq and they go straight into work life, I mm. feel they, they jump straight in the deep end because they learn the culture, they learn the people, they learn the system. Mm. Uh, whereas us, even if we did grow up here, yes, mm. we have the foundation of like learning the Kiwi way and stuff like that. But um, the real thing is, I think, in work, work life, you know, mm. the real learning um, so I'm going to learn life. and um, Dif Yeah, different to everything that you've ever seen, is it, for you? Yeah, it's quite different, Yanni. Um, yeah. Just uh, it's more it's more reality, I suppose, more, um, mm. yeah, and more, you know, more consequences. You can't, in uni you can fail and then start again, but <laughs> in work yeah. it's different. Yeah, more rough. Yeah, so you kind of, if you mess up, you might get fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what sort of, like, your the, the sense of friendships or how you relate to people at the time, like, you know, being, you know, with work, again, construction, engineering, mainly guys, again, that mm. culture, like, how do you find the culture with in the workplace? Um. Yeah, it's an our, our we have a quite a 
like money driven culture where it's like quite tight and then you know you can easily one little decision you can lose a lot of money or make money and so that's why the, the way the pressure comes in because it is a big um yeah like money maker but um mm. so so but the cool thing is people are quite um humble and down to earth especially like people on the fields um you know and there's a good there's always a good in general what i've seen is in new zealand a good communication between the office people and then the people on the field you know that are doing mm. the work so i think it's pretty good uh, i like the culture um definitely like you know you got to learn to have guts and like tell people off and stuff and i'm generally a nice guy but i mm. i gotta show my not nice face sometimes and you know yeah yeah and don't say don't be like yeah she'll be all right because like it's not a good attitude you know you gotta make sure everything's perfect <laughs> yeah of course you've got no, to do she'll it. be all right yeah and yeah. we're talking about she will be all right. I think you've got an all right um, life after work um, or an all right, not after work, but on, you know, like a great, um, let me start over. You know, what people do after they have complete uni and start working, they start to think about marriage. So you obviously had that phase in life as well. Now you're married and it's yep. a huge transition for you. So has it been? Yeah, it's been a huge transition, um, especially like marrying a girl from Iraq. So, um, have you happily been married five years? And yeah, like congrats. Thank you, thank you. Um, so I went mm. to Iraq and like got to know Lena, and then um, got married over there, and then she came here. So that's been a huge transition because now she's new, and I have to teach, help her get you know familiar mm. with the culture and stuff and and life here, the lifestyle. And so everything was different for her mm. as well. Um, yeah, a lot what of differences. It, what was it like to go to Iraq to meet someone? Because, you know, it does happen when people meet each other online and then someone would travel overseas to go and meet. But people tend to find people from, you know, the same culture or even if from the same culture who live in New Zealand. But, like, you went the extra mile, literally, or a few <laughs> thousand miles. <laughs> 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 to get there <laughs> um it was so different like when i went there um there was a taste of something because like i had like little memories when i was a kid and it's still in my back of my head and different feelings like I'd, mm. um and then those kind of came back when i went to iraq but at the same time because it was Arbil, it was more it was kurdistan uh it wasn't very it was a bit different to baghdad you know it's um mm. Yeah, it doesn't feel exactly like Iraq, but it does. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a complete entity. I think it's well, sort just, of controlled by the Kurdistani government. It's controlled and, fully by Kurdistani government and um, and the US support, is it? Yes, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so it's a different sort of vibe. Is that it's not really like, gosh, we might be shelled any moment or bombed yeah. any time. No, it's, it's, very, it's quite it's peaceful. Safe. Yeah, yeah, it's very safe. It's very. Um, <laughs> um, it's quite safe, although there's been problems, but, um, and a lot of Americans live there. So I think that's why it's safe. Hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants so to mess with them. How would you describe the, uh, the moment when you got there and, you know, you went through the, the motions of the wedding? Um, yeah, the wedding was, was awesome. Like it was so fun. Um, <laughs> uh, it was, it was really easy. Like my wife, Lena planned it at the time. 
uh, all by herself. And I was just sort of sending me photos of like, you know, that the, the kosher, the backdrop, you know, the, this is what the DJ's playlist, this is the venue, everything. So I was just giving okays. Yeah. And um, so going in there, when I went in there for the wedding, it was, I found it really easy because um, firstly, it's not as expensive. Mm. Secondly, like you just talk to one person and he'll, he's the owner and he'll sort out everything for you. Nice. Um, very accommodating. Mm. Um, but yeah, like weddings over there are way different as well. Like, um, they don't really have speeches much. They don't have, um, you know, it's kind of like ritz and radeh, radeh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hard out dancing in English. <laughs> hard, hard out dancing. And yes. like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's different to yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. It is an interestingly different. Um, and I think back in the day, they used to only serve champagne and cake in, in yeah, Iraqi culture. So. That's what my dad used to say yeah, as well. Yeah, it wasn't mm. really a big dinner like it is now. Dinner, so. yeah. And I think that's why it was really easy to get married. I think that's where people like, oh, dinners? No, nah, I'm good. I don't want to get married anymore. <laughs> Too expensive. Yeah, oh, now it's like, yeah, mm, maybe I should save money instead of getting married. <laughs> maybe, bad, I should, you know? <laughs> maybe I should go to Mars instead of getting married. It's just, <laughs> I might Find be able nice to make more money. With, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A plankton. <laughs> um, yeah. Talking about no, plankton, it it's got, yeah. Um, if you are listening, uh, just a quick thing to say thanks so much for listening. We are with Fadi Ghanima. He's an Iraqi Kiwi immigrant who is talking to us about life in New Zealand from Iraq. He's been here for 28 years, so a real substantial time and the majority of his time, like, what, um, over 90%. And I really hope that you're enjoying this episode. If you are enjoying it, please hit the like button on this video um, or subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's for free, the red button down there. Um, mm. And so you'll be notified and you'll be told uh, with new content that we release. Generally, we do so every two weeks. And, yeah, if you're enjoying this, thank you so much. And thanks for commenting as well on YouTube if you are, like, enjoying it, if you've got a comment or a question for Fadi or your experience as an immigrant, um, please do share. If you are enjoying it, let us know, like, you're, you're enjoying it. So I maybe make some more, find more um, more people to chat to. And, um, yeah, I suppose marriage for you has changed you as a person, Fadi, has it? Yes, yeah, certainly. <laughs> It yeah. definitely made me more scared. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> scared of the female race. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, they I'm are definitely. scary. They are scary. Yeah. They are scary. Just, just don't listen. ask the age or the weight. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, well, <laughs> and, it's changed if, me like, just mainly in like with, with regards to like I always had the – I probably had the right heart for things but the wrong approach. Mm. And, mm. and women – are the, are the gentle thing that teaches you, you know, just to let, lex it and be how to present yourself rather than um, you might have the right heart and just like, uh, you go after things, but you know, like a wife would be like the one that's supporting you and um, telling you like, just take a chill pill and just do it this way <laughs> or like, yeah. you know, yeah. And my sense of style has changed as well. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Definitely wearing a bit, you know, less rugged. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a quality control now. You know, you can't get away with just jeans and a gender. No, you're not even not even genders. Like, what? But did you used to go bare feet? 
um, back when you were young? No, no, no. We never used to. My dad used to be like, "Hashino hedoli hef hafai." Why are they? It's so interesting because um, some people who like I have an interview with. Maha Haddad, who's on this YouTube channel, and you, she spoke about that very thing about when they first moved to New Zealand, and they found it really interesting how some people were wear, walking bare feet, and they thought, oh, goodness, perhaps they don't have money, but then they would walk slowly and then get to this really expensive car, and they think, oh, okay, why, why are they walking bare feet? <laughs> I know. And then slowly realize that this is more of a cultural thing than anything. Cultural so, thing. Yeah. yeah, like barefoot, barefootedness is. I think a thing. we're the only country that do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because oh, what was it? There's something about oh, I can't remember something about oh, how do New Zealanders do this? And then you, how do New how do New Zealanders New, New, like what what do New Zealanders wear to the? Or, or something about New Zealanders compared to the British people and the 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 way they dress? I think Kiwis are a lot more casual. Yeah, and they're yeah. wear, especially mm. for guys. Like I don't think I see a lot of guys wearing a suit, for example. Um, no, for you know, work and stuff. For no, work. they don't. Yeah, yeah. We're quite a casual. Casual weddings yeah. and stuff. You'll see people in button shirts and stuff. And yeah, not even yeah. the jacket. <laughs> Come yeah, on, yeah. dude. Just where's your jacket? At least put the jacket on. <laughs> but um, not, not judging. Not judging. But it's because we are. <sighs> Yeah. Our culture is the up extreme, the other extreme, you know? Yeah. You go to it's a barbecue and you wear a suit. <laughs> <laughs> With a tie. <laughs> Don't forget. Or maybe like a, a bow tie. <laughs> Especially if it's like a birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, like marriages change you so much. And now that you're in a relationship, which you, that, you know, how, how briefly tell me, how did you actually meet um your your wife lena um and how does it compare to when you were back in high school trying to search for for love for acceptance and like working so hard to find the one yeah no um well firstly like in high school we weren't we weren't really like yeah deep down you wanted the one but you were just trying to hook up so it was kind of different you know you're just trying to find chicks and then um when then when you grow up you do want you know, you, you do want to settle down and find the right girl. Mm. Um, although, yeah, and then so what happened was sort of my my mum sort of heard about her mm. and then she started showing me her photos and stuff and said, you know, why don't you, you know, make a move on this girl? And I was like, I was like, no way, I'm not talking to a girl that's overseas, let alone mm. Iraq, <laughs> like that's all the way so far away. Hmm. doesn't make sense so um and then um what happened was slowly started to my mom kept nudging me and then she said you know just try just talk to her you never know what's gonna happen and just add her and my auntie said the same thing just add her on facebook yeah yeah good old you aunties know? yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then and then i added her and just um of six months later we started talking or something and then yeah i was like yeah hey, i'm keen to come see you Wow. Yeah. You went all the way. I went all the way. Amazing. <laughs> it came That's, back not empty-handed, so it's yeah. <laughs> It's a huge effort to actually fly all the way to meet somebody, I think. And it's um, it does show courage. Like, you know, I, I do find it amazing when guys approach girls out of nowhere and start talking to them and say, hey, um, just noticed you. I think you look cool. And, um, 
Well, you look I mean, cool. That's so sad because it's not happening much anymore, is no, it? No, 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 not really. Very, and even on texting and you know, like just things like that. I think, and I don't know. I mean, maybe you can shed some light before we end this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, what, guys, come on, grow some, you know, and and to go, go make a move, go make a move because yeah. look, like. How many girls I tried um, asking them, like strange girls I don't even know, and asking for their numbers and stuff like that. I remember this one story. Like I was a, I was a, like a teenager, and I was at Takapuna Mall, and then I saw these nice girls from like Takapuna Grammar or something, and then, um, and then I was telling the guys I'm going to go approach them and go have a chat to them. And so I was, uh, <laughs> I was like, watch this, guys, and I go walk over to him, and a big group. <laughs> And then I was like, mm. um, excuse me, um, I lost my number. Can I have yours? And then she, mm. she, everyone just started bursting in laughter, like <laughs> the whole group. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and that's not the end of the story. Um, I was just oh, I was so embarrassed, really embarrassed. I waited like 20 seconds. Yep. And I was like, nope, they're, they're still laughing. I'm going back to the table. To your crowd. To my friends, and they were all laughing at me as well. And um, so then I went to the bus stop to yeah. where it's home time. We're going to catch the bus home. And then within a minute, this girl, one of her friends, comes running up to us. And she's like, oh, my God, there you are. We've all been looking for you. Um, well, I can't remember her name. So-and-so wanted to give give her number to you. Here it is. Oh, <laughs> was, oh my God. Brave, but she couldn't talk. <laughs> she oh, wow she's probably never been spoken to like that before <laughs> I, think, I think that's amazing it's such a um, brave thing to do and i think for the guys who are listening take notes take notes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. pick up cheesy pickup lines man they work yeah they were <laughs> <laughs> finally Fadi, uh what would you would love to know what you would tell your younger self uh, if you you know, sitting down when you were like 84 and you're looking back, what would you tell yourself? Um, I'd just say like, um, look, don't try to change yourself so much. Uh, you know, the way you are is all good. Yes, you can improve yourself, but um, don't keep trying to change yourself uh, mm. too much because at the end of the day, you will get like confused, you know, just, just stay on the right track. Mm-hmm. And then I'd also say, like, in, in high school, I would have said, like, just, you know, be more involved, do sports, um, do things after school activities and stuff like that and get to know people, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's good. Good wisdom there. Good words there to end our conversation with Fadi Ranima. Thanks so much, Fadi, for making time. Thank you. Thanks, Mina. It was awesome. Yeah. Good to good, chat. Yeah, good to chat to you. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and for watching on YouTube. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button, the red one there, and like it. And um, if you're listening, sweeters, thank you so much. Just like it as well or leave a comment somehow just to let us know that you're listening because it's good to know who's listening to this thing. <laughs> Is it one person or a thousand people? But talking about thousands, we actually reached the... 15, 16, I don't know, 16,000 views on this channel or maybe more, I don't know. But it's going no. really well. So really blessed. So thank you so much for your support and for just showing up. That's what matters. Hey, until next week, see you later. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? 
If you enjoyed it so much, would you please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts? Because that would really help get the message out. Until next week, Hairira.